0: Hello and welcome back to the Celebrity Stories podcast. I'm your host, Charlotte Aitken, and during each episode, I'll bring in a celebrity guest and talk about their stories and their journeys that they took to get to where they are now. Celebrity Stories with Charlotte Aitken. Today's guest is a former contestant on Dancing with the Stars New Zealand, children television presenter known for her roles in the early bird show and Susie's World. It's, of course, Susie Cato. It's
1: our time, kia ora talofa, it's our time, a special time of day. day. Hey,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Lovely. First off, how was your lockdown?
1: Lockdown, which one? First one or second one?
0: The first one, the longer one that everyone dreaded.
1: Ah, busy. Incredibly busy. busy. I've got two kids at home, um, 16 and 13, Um, so it was busy enough having kids at home anyway, but we also started filming for Home Learning TV. I
0: saw that, yeah. Yeah,
1: so we'd just bought some equipment, which... We didn't actually know how to use. What I've done all my years of of filming and so on, I have got people to do the filming for me, camera operator, sound person, that sort of thing. We bought this equipment because I travel. I've got um, a radio show that's on 25 radio stations around the country.
0: Nice.
1: And as part of that, every quarter we go to a different region and we work with a radio star, somebody who's going to help come in and help co-host a show with me. So we bought this equipment so I could do some filming with them for my YouTube channel. The Ministry of Education said, yeah, 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 we'd really like to use some of your Susie's World episodes. Um, would you like to also create some new content? I went, I've got the camera gear. Yes, we can do this. And then went, oh, hang on. I can't actually get somebody else inside my bubble. No. So we have to do it ourselves. My husband and I started Googling flat out and (laughs) yep, okay, we got that sorted. We'd luckily um, got a couple of little microphones and things like that as well. And so long as I remembered to turn the microphone on, we were all good. Yes, yeah, gotta to remember to <laughs> so, turn those yeah, on. Bit of a learning curve. Also, we then needed to find a way of editing it. So there were a couple of shh, don't tell anyone, midnight runs to drop off a USB in a letterbox for somebody cool. else to do it. Yeah. Um, but then it was like we the turnover time needed to be much quicker. So Steve downloaded a editing suite and learnt how to edit as well. So. Lots of long hours, lots of lots of creating educational television with us learning as well, but then also lots of fun times with our kids. So we were there with them for every meal, we had theme nights, we had menus from around the world and things like that, well, so long as there was enough of those ingredients in at the supermarket at the
0: time. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. Now you were born in Brisbane, then moved around a bit before coming to Auckland. What was that like?
1: I was born in Australia, but I came back to New Zealand when I was only a month old. Wow. So that wasn't my choice, but yeah. I'm very happy with the choice. I do love it here. do love New Zealand. I had my first five years in Hamilton, and then moved to Kaikoi, where I've completed all my my educational studies. Wow. So right through primary school, intermediate, college, the whole work's there.
0: Nice. And did you study anything when you were younger? Did I start? No, I left um,
1: college and went. We'd basically done a week's work um, work experience in our final year of college. I, ne- I only made it to sixth form. So, in our sixth form year, we did a week's work experience. Now, in Kaikoi, the options weren't that great. <laughs> so, I um, decided not to do, the, to do the bank or the hairdresser or the supermarket or the vet or anything of those sorts of things. I just wanted to do something a little bit different. Yep. And my aunt had been in radio years and years and years ago before I was born. Um, But she was more on the um, technical side of things. So I loved giving speeches and I loved drama and, you know, all those sorts of things, communicating with people, chatting away. So I decided to have a week's work experience with the local radio station, which I got, and I absolutely loved. And then I applied for a job with Radio New Zealand, and KCCFM, the local FM station up there. I actually got flown to Wellington for an interview for the final intake of interns with Radio New Zealand, but I never found out whether I would have been accepted because I accepted a position at KCCFM. So I started in the copywriting department and then worked my way through... As they needed somebody, or somebody on reception, yeah, I went and did that. If somebody needed to be in the promo department or scheduling the ads or whatever, you got to have a turn at doing everything. So it was basically an internship, but because the company was so small, it was just everybody had to lend a hand. Do whatever. Yeah, and then one day I got called in uh, off the beach. We need you to fill in. Somebody's sick. So I was given a few tips on how to work the panel and all the rest of it and set to it. Wow, just throwing in the deep end. Yes, definitely. So I was one of the youngest female radio announcers at that time. Wow, Yeah, very nice. My own um, seven until midnight air shift.
0: Very late. Mm. Yeah. How did you um, get a job for the early bid show? I had moved to Auckland at that stage, had worked
1: with Muzzer in the Morning on a breakfast show, 91FM, and um, I was then working for a record company taking various celebrities around. Dave Stewart from the Rhythmics, Millie Vanilli, um, Dave Farnham, The Voice from Australia, um, people like that. And I had met the executive producer of the early bird show at a barbecue and got talking about what I liked in a children's presenter. Different from a normal primetime television presenter, what you really liked in a children's presenter. And then a year later... I was at a fancy dress party and met some of his um, employees, unbeknownst to me, where they were looking for somebody and I get a telephone call a week later. After the party they went, yeah that Susie's a bit of fun, (laughs) Uh, yeah she could, yeah, yeah, we'll give her a go. And I got a telephone call saying, hey have you ever thought about being in telly? I went and sat around a table and gave a, a script read with the Russell Rooster.
0: Mm-hmm. Kirikia
1: and the the ducks Dan Spike and Oz, and the follow oh on the Thursday night had about a quarter of an hour in front of a camera in the studio just to get familiar with a live camera. Mm-hmm. And we were using the news cameras, and then they just trundled away into another studio, and then we were live on the Sunday morning. So no training, wow. nothing. It was just thrown in the deep end once again.
0: Yeah, yeah, nice. And what do you like about creating children's television?
1: Uh, I love the freedom to be silly, to have fun, to be yourself and to be so many other selves as well. The chance to let your imagination fly and be creative and be a little bit out there and to be honest and true. Kids are a very discerning audience. They know what they like and what they don't like and they're not shy in telling you.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. What was the idea behind creating your production company, The Tree Hut?
1: Okay, so Tree Hut TV was brought about after You and Me came to an end, and uh, New Zealand On Air said, hey, we really like what you're doing. It was time for the money which had been going into um, You and Me to be given to some other companies, and it was time for a change for TV3, and they still could repeat You and Me for years and years and years, which they did do. Um, they actually approached me and said, what kind of tally would I like to make? I wanted to make a science program and originally we thought it might be an animation mm-hmm. and I'll just voice it and then the cost of animation per second was just astronomical, it still is, is even still now, is, but, yeah. but back then it was even more so. Um, so we put a proposal together for Susie's World, formed the company and created the team
0: around me to make it happen. Mm, you've been on a lot of shows, is there a favourite one that stands out?
1: Um, I think it might be you and me, look I love Susie's World but the connection that I had with the audience through you and me was next level.
0: I bet. You did 263 episodes of Susie's Will. Do you have a favourite memory or episode? Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Lots of really cool ones. One of the last episodes we recorded was Hungi, and we celebrated with a big feed. The day before, we had jumped out of a plane in, oh. a, in a tandem to, to find out how parachutes work. So those were um, real strong memories. But with um, Susie's World, probably the one was the first program we ever recorded. And that was the digestion program, where we followed the course of the baked beans. Oh. Through the mouth, down the esophagus, into the stomach and the gut, and then out of the bum, 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 <laughs> rectum. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and now obviously, everyone saw you on Dance with the Stars. It was a big shock to see you back on our screens. What was it like?
1: I loved it. It was incredibly hard emotionally, physically, mentally. but I loved every minute of it. I don't exercise. I'm not particularly fit and I'm not fit post dancing with the stars now because I'm still not I'm not dancing anymore. I loved. The challenge of the physicality of it, of remembering the dance moves, of trying different outfits on and having my body pressed up against another man's that wasn't my husband, (laughs) that was so so bizarre. I got to know Matt, we started dancing and for the first few days I was dancing the way I thought I should have been and then he said to me, okay Susie, see that part of your body from your breast down to your mid-thigh? That needs to be pressed up against my body, from my chest (laughs) down to my mid thigh. Yikes! (laughs) Having been only in my husband's arms for years and years and years, that was a bit of a shock. So, um, but even the clothing—you think about the clothing that I wear on you and me—yeah, great big, big, baggy things. Okay, Um, Susie's world—a little bit more fitting. But with Dancing with the Stars, there was yeah, and revealing and Mm. legs and arms and chest and all those sorts of things. (laughs) That was a challenge, but I loved it. The tan, the glitter, the glam, the hair, the makeup, loved it.
0: Nice. Do you remember having a favorite dance that you performed?
1: Probably my first one, which was a waltz, and I did do ballroom dancing as a kid, and as a 10-year-old, I got a bronze for my waltz. But that waltz was a beautiful piece of music. And I'm just trying to think of the name, the terminology for a particular move that I had to do, which was to bend down backwards, still in Matt's arms and be bent oh, down backwards. Apparently, that was spot on. Uh-huh. So, but I loved partner dancing in that he would glide you around the floor and you would glide as one when you are Side by side as I was with the um, cha-cha and the samba, you had to remember the moves yourself. So they were a lot more challenging yeah. and you were a lot more exposed. Instead of being in somebody's arms and becoming this dancing partnership, you were more of an isolated island and I really like the partner dancing. <laughs> yeah.
0: Cool. Uh, do you have any advice for anyone trying to get into children's television? Be yourself. Don't try and get into
1: children's television if you want to use it as a stepping stone. Children deserve more. So if you are there because you want to be a children's entertainer, that you love kids and you love making people smile and, and that sort of thing, by all means do it. Have as many skills behind you as you can. Learn an instrument. Go horse riding. Have used a bow and arrow. Have, you know, do as many things as you can so that you have experiences that you can bring to the table mm. um, or be prepared to learn them on behalf of the child type thing. Yeah. Um, be be prepared to make a fool of yourself, and don't don't be worried at all. A question that was asked of me when I was in children's television with like the likes of you and me and Susie's World, but I was a, a buzzy bumblebee buzz, and buzz my bum across the screen and all the rest. But yep. a lot of teens and and adults said, "Aren't you embarrassed having to do that?" Well, I wrote that into the script, <laughs> so I wasn't embarrassed, but I wasn't making it for them. Mm. I was making it for preschoolers primary school age kids and if lucky up to about intermediate school age kids so and same with um you and me when I was a penguin or I was Mrs. Wobble and I'd tell a story as Mrs. Wobble and I'd fall over and you know all that kind of stuff I wasn't doing it for anybody other than that little preschooler who I had in my mind mm. so if you're prepared if you're happy to do that for children's television then go for it but make sure you've got lots of performance stage um make uh, YouTube clips record little segments on your phone of your voice making funny voices and things like that the more experience you have the better
0: mm, nice and to finish off I'm just going to ask if we can sing CSE later just to close the podcast no nope, no can't do it? that no, I've <laughs> sang it way too many times now. I bit. <laughs> of, course.
1: of course it's my most requested song I
0: bet you've just constantly just
1: yeah, well now I'm writing songs of my own and I've got Sprinkle A Little Sunshine and I've got um, The Kauri Family and still the most popular song is See You, See You Later. It's like... <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, cool. <Yeah. laughs>
1: but oh, it would be my pleasure. Oh. Toru fa. See you, see you later, it's time to say goodbye. See you, see you later, I've really got to fly. See you, see you later, it's time for us to end. See you, see you later. Charlotte's back again with the next podcast very soon. So long.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Celebrity Stories podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Join me next episode to hear from my secret guest. This has been Charlotte Aiken. Until next time.